Okay, we are learning Daf Nun Ches. We're starting from the bottom line here. Nun Zayin and Mabez. Three lines up from the bottom. Lima Hakafas Kol Arosh Tanoihi. Let's suggest that the issue of Hakafas Kol Arosh, which is the issue we touched on yesterday, if a person is cutting off all the hair on their head, do they run into the issue of cutting the peos? The peos is los akifu, not to cut off the corner. So if I cut off everything, is that rounding the corner? Or do I say rounding the corner means, by definition, that the rest of it is left and I'm only cutting off the corners of the hair. So that's the question. So let's suggest that it's machlokes tanam. We kind of compare two prices to one another. First price says rosho The price has been quoted a bunch of times here in the Masechta. We're talking about a mitzora who's shaving. So a mitzora shaves all the hair on his body. So the Torah first says all of the hair of his body, and then it goes and it specifies. By the way, his hair, his beard, this and that. So why does it have to specify the, the, the head? It already says all the hair. So to Rosh Hashanah, why is it necessary for the Torah to say his head? We know that there's an Isser not to cut off the payas. I would say, yes, on the one hand, you're supposed to cut all your hair. But I would say that's only the hair that you're allowed to cut. But to cut off the hair of the head, that means you're going to be over on the Isser of payas. So I would say he has to leave out I would say that he has to leave out the hair on the head in order to avoid the Isra Peyas. Otherwise, the Pasuk says explicitly, Rosho, he's even going to cut the hair on his head. And you're going to say that the mitzvah of shaving is going to override the lot. And that's what definitely what the principle is that's at play. The essay, the mitzvah that the, naz, that the mitzvah has, Vikilachas Kosvaro, to shave all the hair of his body, is going to be doche, it's going to push away, will override the Avera of cutting off the Peyas. So clearly, this Brisa holds. That cutting off all the hair on the head will be over on the Isra Peis. That's very clear in this price, right? That's why you would say it wouldn't be done, and that's why the Torah had to write specifically the word Rosho to indicate that you do it, even though you're going to be over on the Avera. Clearly, this price, or the first price holds, Hakaf is called a Rosh, Shimei Hakaf, no question. But yet, another price uh, interprets that possibly different. Betani Yidach, another price uh, looks at it different. Rosho, Matam Alomar, why is the Torah saying Rosho? Isn't it including the, the obligation to cut all the hair? Fishinamar Gabi Nazir. The answer we say is that it's referring to a mitzvah who's also a nazir. By a nazir, the din is tavar lo yavar rosho. It's forbidden for him to cut the hair of his head. Yachaf nazir mitzvah. And I would say someone who's a nazir and a mitzvah, he's both. So I would say he has the same isurim of the nazir. So if he is a nazir, maybe then the mitzvah of mitzvah shaving can't override the isurim of nazir. And just to clarify, by the way, it's not only a lav nazir. Nazir is also an essay. Gadol yeh. Right? The Torah says that his growth of his hair has to grow. So there's actually two things that are conflicting and telling the Mitzorah Nazar not to shave, a lav and an essay. So I would say that these lav essay that the Nazar has should push away the mitzvah for the Mitzorah to be able to shave all the hair of his body. You shouldn't be allowed to shave the hair on his head. Tamalomar Rosh Torah says, no, it says Rosho that even the Mitzorah's head should be shaved even if he is a Nazar. So what's going on? How come the second Brisov had to run and interpret the case where it was a Mitzorah who was a Nazar? Why didn't he learn like the first Brisov that was just talking about a case a regular ordinary Mitzorah. And I would say he, that, that, that maybe he can't shave the hair on his head because of the Isra Peyas. And the Torah has to say that the Isra Peyas gets overridden. How come he didn't interpret it that way? Must be. Must be the second Brisa who interpreted the Lashon of Rosha to be referring to the Nazir. He didn't interpret it to a regular case because he holds, you're not going to be over on the Isra Peyas. It's not considered rounding the corners. Torah doesn't have to tell us, therefore, that the head of a regular Mitzorah could be shaved. The only shot could be that it's referring to, to tell me that essay is of the Nazir, as the second Brisa said. 
What about the first price? Whereas the first price you said that he's talking about a regular Mitzorah and telling you that it's over on this or base, he must hold a kafas kolarosh ishmeyakafa. And when I caught all the hair, I am being over. And therefore, we wouldn't know on our own that a regular Nazar's uh, head on his head, hair on his head gets shaved. He also called him a Kriyav grade. The Torah is coming to tell us that you're over on a simple lav against rounding the, head, rounding the head. So now we see, about our issue of HaKavaz Kol HaRosh, Me'akafa or not. Says the Gemara, how do you know? Not a good enough proof. Could be even the first price of holes. That is not a sin if you cut all the hair on the head. Why would I need the first bride so to say that the Mitzorah can shave, and including the payas, if he's not sitting when he's doing that? You know what the bride might be saying? What if he first shaves, he first, I'm sorry, he first rounds the corners, and then he shaves the rest of the hair? Meaning, when we're saying this issue, that only helps if at the time I'm cutting the corners, I've already cut the rest of the hair of the head. But let's say I would cut the corners first. So that's clearly a sin. I just rounded. I just rounded the corners. Now I go ahead and I cut off the rest. That doesn't make the retroactively. I didn't sin. So maybe really Akafas Kol Rosh is not considered Akafa. And if I would kill, cut the other hair on the head first and then the payas, you're right. It would be posher that that's mutter because I'm not doing the aver. The pasuk is necessary to say that I could do otherwise. I could even I, when as long as I'm a mitzvah who's doing the mitzvah of gilachos kol sorrow, I could shave the payas and then the rest. And the idea would be just as and the pasuk would be saying just as when I shave all together, I'm not liable. So too when I cut off the payas and then the rest of that, I wouldn't be liable if I'm a mitzvah. Maybe that's the novelty. So it could be really the novelty of the first prize is if I cut the payas first. However, the gemara says that cannot be the truth. Could the Pasuk say this? Meaning, could it be that a Mitzvah would be allowed to cut the payas and then the rest of the hair? And that would mean that he's overriding a say If he has the possibility of shaving the rest of the hair and then going to the payas, which would mean that he's not going to have to override the say would that really be true? What's the big rule from Rishlakish that we've seen a couple times? Whenever you have an essay and a losa say in conflict, the essay wants you to do something and a losa say does not want you to do. What's the first rule? If there's any way how to fulfill both, to do the mitzvah in a way that doesn't conflict with the law, that's what's better to do. In law, it's only if there's no possible way. Then you've always said to say the mitzvah can override the avir. So here, in our case by Nazir, if you're going to contend that Akafas Kol Rosh is Losh Me'akafa, and if I cut the hair on the head and then the corners, I wouldn't run into the sin, so then I wouldn't have a right to say, I say, Dochalosa say, and cut the corners and then the rest of the hair. Because that's basically using, I say, Dochalosa say, when there was an option not to. The option not to would be to cut the rest of the hair and then the corners and not be over in the lav. So what gives me the right to cut the corners and then be cutting the hair? I wouldn't be able to do it. So it can't be that that would be the truth. Must be, therefore, when the first price was moderate, it must be that it holds no matter what I would do. I would be over on the lot. Even if I'd cut the hair and then the corners, I would be over. And clearly that first bride so holds, So we can't get around that. The first bride so clearly holds that there is an itzer of payas no matter the way you do it. And we're still saying, I say, because there's no way to be Mekayim Shneim. So what about the second bride? So, so now we thought it sounded like the second bride so didn't dash in that way because they already knew it. They already knew it because according to them, it's not a sin. But the Gemara now jumps the other way. Maybe even the second bride so holds that there's a sin to cut all the hair on the head, and it would ordinarily be an Avera. Ah, why did the second Prisa Darshan like the first Prisa? 
You know what it is? Is that he already knows in Asayas Docha Lo He has another source in the Torah, the second Brisa, that in Averis Docha, plain lav. So even though it is a lav that every Matorah encounters, it's not a Chiddush that he is able to cut the hair on the head in Asayas Docha Lo because we already know Asayas Docha Lo He says the Pasuk is coming to tell us something new. That an essay could even be docha like a nazir when it's a los essay and an essay. How does he know that an essay is docha plain lav from the mitzvah of tzitzis? Y'all have me What does it say? Damar kral los shanis. It says two things next to each other in the Torah and Parshish Kisese. Don't wear shanis and make tzitzis. So what's the Torah saying? If you're making of tzitzis, will create an issue of kalayim, you're allowed to. So let's say I have a linen garment and I'm putting on woolen strings that have the trelas. Those are woolen strings. I would be allowed to do that. What's the pshat? The mitzvah of tzitzis overrides the isra of shatnitz. So I already know that I say is docha plain lav. So when I get to Rosho of a mitzvah, I don't say that it's telling me in a regular scenario of a mitzvah, he cuts off the hair of his head, including the pace. That's pashat, I say is docha lav. Rather, he interpreted it as coming to tell me even if the mitzvah is in nazir, where there's both a lot say and an essay, which is violated if he'll cut the hair on his head, still the Torah is saying he's able to do so. Okay, very good. So in conclusion, we're coming out as everyone holds HaKavosh Kol HaRosh, Shemei HaKafa. The issue is simply whether I needed the Pasuk for a regular Mitzorah, or I say no, I already know a regular Mitzorah could do it, I say it's Dochol so say the Pasuk is rather coming to tell me a Nazir who's a Mitzorah. So at the Marman, then Afkan Mirosho, so the first Baraisa, who did say he was talking about a regular Mitzorah, he must not know I say Dochol say until this place. My time on Afkan Mikadilim, how come he didn't learn it from Tzitzis? What's the Pshat that he didn't know it? How come he wasn't aware of it? So the juxtaposition between Shatnas and Sitzis comes to say something else. It comes to tell me Rava's Drasha, the Rava Rami. Rava has a contradiction between Tupsukim Siv and Osmal Tzitzakanov bin Kanov. It says that the Tzitzis should be, Tzitzakanov means the Min Kanov. That the, 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 the type of Tzitzis, the Shrans of Tzitzis, it implies in the Pasuk, should be made of the same material, the same fabric as the garment. It shouldn't be a different type of garment, it's a fabric. Another Pasuk says, wool and linen together, meaning he's talking about this juxtaposition. It says, don't wear shotness, and then it says, sitzis, which is mashma, that sitzis should be wool or linen. So, which one is it, Rava says? Are tzitzis wool or linen, or are tzitzis whatever fabric the garment is? And this is a huge contradiction because you can have garments that are made of tons of different fabrics that aren't wool or linen. So, in the, on the one hand, the juxtaposition between shatnis and kalim is mashma, tzitzis and shatnis is mashma, that the tzitzis strands have to be wool or linen. On the other hand, min hakanof is mashma, a general rule that it should be whatever fabric the garment is. So, which one is it? Is it wool and linen on the juxtaposition to shatnis? Or is it the fabric of the garment? So, okay, how do I resolve this? If it's wool or linen, then that always potters. Wool or linen are like the high road. No matter what material the fabric is, you can always put wool or linen strands and you're good to go. Sharminim, other type of fringes, it depends. Beminon, if they're the same type as the fabric of the garment, potrim, that works. Shalobiminon, of a garment that's not the same type, ain't potrim. So let's say I want to use cotton. Right? If I want to use a cotton strand, can I use cotton strands? It depends. You could if the garment is cotton. Wool or linen, you can use no matter what. But 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 cotton specifically, or another thing type of thing you can come up with, I don't know, polyester. Polyester works only on a polyester garment. So it comes out that Rava is using the juxtaposition in a way that doesn't tell you I say is Rava is using the juxtaposition of of uh, kalayim to tzitzis to teach as follows. 
that the material of shotness, wool or linen, those are the special materials of shotness, those have special significance by tzitzis, and that the wool or linen materials, those strings, can always exempt any garment, even if they're not the same type as the fabric. That's what it's coming to tell you. So you're not coming to tell me the principle of Asedo Cholosov, say that's why he learns it rather from Rosho. And the other Tana says, no, I already learned from Kalim to tzitzis, um, that I say is dochelos say, and Rosha was rather telling me that the Nazar who's in Mitzorah I say is dochelos say vaseh. So I'll take more of high time. Mabagli Rosha lav grades according to the first Tana, who says that Rosha was coming to tell me the plain lav, the regular itzrapeis. So how does he know that in the case of the Mitzorah, in fact, it's true that the mitzvah could be pushed away los vaseh? Meaning, basically, how's he gonna know what the second Tana learned? The second Tana learned that a Nazar who's in Mitzorah could still shave his head. That a mitzvah's mitzvah can push away the lose vase of Nazar. How does the first Tanataka know that then? He used the Pasuk for a regular mitzvah to cut off the pay. So how does he know the facts that the second Tana derived? So the Mars says, No, he learns it from the next word in the Pasuk. The Torah also says he should shave his beard. So why does it have to say the beard? The Tanya says, It says about the Kohanim that they're not allowed to cut the corner of their beards. I would say, if I have a Kohen, Who's a mitzvah? So you have the Israel. He can't shave the. He can't shave his beard when he's when he's purifying himself from saras because he's going to be over on And moreover, that we have specifically the pasuk says by kohanim. The reason why we're also why we're picking on kohanim is because by them, besides for just the law that there is in the Torah, not to cut shave their beard, it also says that they have to be holy to Hashem. So they're also going to transgress a mitzvah, also going to transgress an essay if they cut the, the hair on their beard. So if you have an, a, a Kohen who's a mitzvah, the mitzvah of mitzvah wants him to shave the hair, the hair on, it, on, it, on his beard. But the issue is, that would be over on elosase ve'ese. So how do I know you're allowed to do that? I'm a lomarzik. No, even the beard. They teach you that the mitzvah's beard is shaved even if he's a Kohen. So we see that the positive mitzvah of mitzvah could override the losase and the essay that the Kohen has against shaving his beard. So you see that principle. So, so I don't have to learn from, so from Rosho that the, the Nazir who's a Mitzara can shave his head. I'll learn that principle for the next word in the Pasuk from Zikno. Very clear. So now we're asking very good. So what's proud of the second Pasuk then? The second Pasuk who derived from Rosho that the Nazir Mitzara can shave his head. Why didn't he need it? Right? Why couldn't he just learn it from the next word? From Zikno, the way it works found now. Says the Marla Tameh, if you're asking that question, why don't you ask a better question? The Kaimulan Ba'alma, the general rule is If you look at the general rule in Shas, it's that an essay cannot push away a essay. An essay can push away a losase. But an essay cannot push away a double team of a losase and an essay. Wait a second, why is that general rule true? Let me call into Dachi. Why can't I learn it from this idea that the Kohen Mitzorah shaves his head, shaves his beard? The reason I can't learn it from Kohen is because the laws of Kahuna are not so strict. Why? Because they're unique. They're only to Kohanim and they're only to male Kohanim. They don't, they don't apply in a universal sense. So yes, there are Isurim for a Kohen to shave his beard, but they're weak. They're a weak Yisurim. They're a weak lav and a weak essay. So all I see is that an essay can push away a weak lav and a weak essay, but I don't see a general rule. Generally, the rule is an essay cannot push away a losasev essay. So the same way that has to be a basic idea that learning from coin is not, is not possible. So, I could say the same thing. Just because the Torah says the coin should shave his beard doesn't tell me that the Mitzvah Nazir should cut the hair on his head. Why? Because Nazir is more universal. Why is a Nazir more of a universal lav? Because it applies to women as well. Very interesting. It applies to women as well. So anyone can make themselves a Nazir. 
man, woman. So the isurim that a nazar has are more universal. So they're stronger, let's say the essay. So you can't tell me that I would already know that the Mitzorah Nazir would cut his hair, even though it over, it's overriding an essay, let's say, I would know that from the Kohen. I can't say that. The Kohen, his Yisur Mashvach, they're not universal. They're not Shavah Bakol. So therefore, this time is saying the Torah did have to write Rosho to tell me that the Nazir Mitzorah could still shave the hair on his head. Okay. Now, the Gemara goes back to the second prize. According to that second prize, we learned Rosho to be talking about the Nazir. Lamadli is like, no, why do I need Zikna? Now it's like a Kavachomer, right? Ma, Nazir, who's Yisurim, are stronger, can be overridden by the Mitzorah, the Mitzvah Mitzorah. Certainly the Kohen's Yisurim, which are weaker, could be overridden. So why does the Torah have to say Zikna, according to the second Tana? So it's more of a you need it for what the second prize does. So what's the purpose of saying his beard? It says by the Kohenim not to cut their beards. I would say the coin Torah should be subject to the same Isser and the beard won't be cut. The Torah says Zikno. Now, that's not an answer for us because that's Kufa what we're just asking is that that's obvious, right? Once I know the Torah can override a list of the essay which are, which are covered, certainly, certainly we should be able to override the Lose Vase of a coin. So the price itself continues. And we all into Vitar. How do I know that the Torah has to shave with a razor? The Torah says Vigilach. How do I know it has to be a razor? Maybe it can be some sort of other source of implements. How do I know it has to be a razor specifically? The Tanya says I would say that in regard by beards, right? The Torah says Maybe it's also if you cut even with something that's not a razor. Even if you cut with scissors, you get lashes. The Torah says don't destroy the corner of the beard. To destroy means you remove the entire hair down to the skin. That wouldn't happen with the scissors. If it's not to destroy, I would say if I use a plane, meaning I use something which gets all the way to the skin, but it's not designated to do so. A razor is unique, and it's first of all an act of shaving because it's a razor, meaning it's, it's made to do what I'm doing. And B is that it's Los Ashkas that destroys. So once I'm saying it's about the destruction, maybe it's all about the destruction. Even if I use some sort of plane to cut away to, to, the, to, the, to the edge, maybe that's a problem. It has to be an act of shaving. It has to be with an instrument which is normally used like that. What's the one implement? Which is giluach and tashkasa. It's a razor. So now let's put it all together. We know that the lav of Pasakonim Lake Alech was only transgressed with a razor. And I know that the Torah is almost unnecessarily telling me that the Kohen Mitzorah is still meant to shave. You know what the Torah is telling me that for? It's showing, it's reflecting that the Mitzorah needs a razor. Why? Because if the Mitzorah wouldn't need a razor, so then how what do you mean override the Avera? Why am I doing it in a way that needs to conflict with the Avera? The Avera is only with a razor. The mitzvah can be with anything. But it must be the Torah showing me that it's not that way. The mitzvah can only be done with a razor. Therefore, it is overriding the general Avera. Had it been able to be done now with a razor, then you wouldn't be allowed to use a razor and say, I just want to do it and override. What do you mean? Use something else. The Torah says, and the fact that the Torah is writing Zikna, that it overrides the Kohen Mitzorah, you see that the mitzvah of Mitzorah shaving has to be done specifically with the razor. So that's what the Mandama learns from Rosho. He already learned that it overrides the Yisurim of a Nazar. This time in the second prize, he learned already that it's Teichel Lose the essay. So, 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 so he's learning Zikno to teach us, bottom line, that the mitzvah of Mitzorah shaving is specifically with a razor. Just to clarify one point, one more thing, the Gemara didn't tell us, if Taka the Torah says that a Mitzorah, Mitzorah's mitzvah is Docha, even a Nazar's lav and essay, how can we normally say in essay, Docha Lose say the essay? You see that it's Docha, the Nazar's lav and essay. So the Gemara in Yuvamo says that the answer is, even though a Nazar's 
Lavim are universal, so they're strict, but there's one weakness about them. You can get rid of them. Another can be mater nadir and get rid of them. So the general rule is that ain't asay tocha lo seve asay when that lo seve asay are strict. Another's lava and asay are a little bit weaker. So the high, koanims are definitely weaker than nazir because they're not even universal. But nazirs are still weaker than a regular lava and asay in the rest of the Torah. All right, says the Gemara. Now we go back to the first price. The first Tana who learned that Rosha was just telling me a regular Matara can cut off the hair, even though it's Payas. Why do I need Rosha and Sikno? Because you're telling me that from Rosha I only learned that it's Docha Alav, and then from Sikno I had to learn it's Docha, even the Koyan Matara, But what's the Pshat? The Torah says Rosha. Even if the Torah would only say Rosho, it would be Mashma any Mitzorah. Whether the Mitzorah is a regular Joe and he's just being over on a lav, or the, the Mitzorah is a Nazir who's, who has a Losa say and an essay, in any case, he should cut the hair on the head. Meaning, why do I need two Drushas and say if I'm from Rosho, I would say it's only a regular guy? What the Gemara is basically bothered by is it's Mashma anybody in the Pasuk, right? Begilach is called and say Rosho and say it's talking about anybody. Anybody cuts the hair on his head. So whether it be a regular Joe who's over on the law, or whether it be a Nazir who'd be over on Los Tzavasei, the Torah is saying both, they're equally implied. Let both of them be derived. Why did the Torah, why does the Torah have to say more? Right? In other words, we're saying until now that the Torah had to say more because if it just would have said Rosha, it would only be for the Lav. And then for Zikno, I need Los Tzavasei. What the Gemara is challenging now is why? Why don't I say that, 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 that the Torah says anyone, implying anyone should cut the hair on his head, whether it's a regular person in a regular lav and or, or a nazir, and it's lo se So ultimately, the Torah doesn't have to say zikno. That's the question that we're struggling with. So the Gemara answers, no. Kohen mi nazir lo yalav, shukin yeshem b'sheila. The Gemara mentions the pircha that we just said, that a Kohen cannot be learned from nazir. Even if you're right, that nazir would be derived as well, would be shakul and would be implied as well from rosho. And I would no- learn that a mitzorah who's a nazir can cut his hair, I still wouldn't know that the Kohen mitzorah can cut his beard. Why? Because a Nazar's lavim are less in a certain way. They can go away. You can be maternated. So I can't learn that the, Koho- the Kohen's loves to say the essay could also be overridden by the Mitzoras. That's why the Torah had to say Zikno as well. And the other way around, Nazar Mikohen lo Yalef, if I only, the Torah would only say Zikno and I would learn that the Kohen's Yisurim get overridden, I wouldn't know that the Nazars do. Shekin lav, shekin shavakol. The Kohen's prohibitions are not all, all, all inclusive. That's what we don't learn from them. That generally, because you can make the pericha like we just said. So, in conclusion, the Torah had to say both that a mitzora can be docha a kohen's loss to save asay, and that it could be docha the nazar's loss to save asay. So, where do we have? Should we make a quick summary? Just put it all together. Basically, the Torah says a mitzora shaves all the hair on the head, and then it says two words. It says rosho and it says zikna. Both of those words are extra; they're included in all the hair. On Rosho, we have two divergent tracks. We have the first price and the second price. So the first price is learning that it's coming to tell me that I say is Docha Losa say. That the mitzvah of Gila calls Aros Docha the lav of Peis. Clearly, this Tana holds. Hakafa is called Rosh Shemei Hakafa. And that there's an Avera that's involved when you shave all the hair. And yet, the Zohar is still saying it's being, it's being overridden because I say is Docha Losa say. Another Abtana says, I say Docha Losa say. That's a basic idea. I know that from the trucks of position between Kalayim and Tzitzis. I know that already. I don't need a Chedish for that. Rather, the Torah is telling me his Rosho is that a Nazir who is in Mitzvah is allowed to still shave. Gila calls Aros pushes away the lav and the essay. Fine. That's what they do with the words of Rosha. Then I get to the words of Zikna. What do I do with the, with the dinam of Zikna? So that they, they, they say that when it's talking about a Kohen who is a Mitzorah. And the Torah, a Kohen who is a Mitzorah has a Losa say that, who is at the essay saying not to cut the, 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 
his beard, and the Torah is still saying that I have the mitzvah that I say is dochalosevasha. So according to the first Tana, it's definitely very gishmak because that was something I couldn't have known before. And even according to the second price, even if hypothetically I could have derived it already, but the Gemara says that it's coming to indicate that the shaving of the mitzvah has to be done specifically with a razor, and uh, that's what ends up being derived from there. All right, now we get to really a big tangent. But it comes up, you know, we were talking about shaving and cutting the parts of the body. So now we're going to talk about the Isra of Lo Yilvash Gever, Simlasisha, that a man cannot wear a woman's garment. So the whole thing is that it's not literally just going to be don't wear a woman's garment. It's going to be including not to do things to the body that are feminine. That, and again, when we say feminine, we mean distinctly feminine. So Amar Rav, make a lot of them called Gufa Batar. A man is allowed to shave his entire body. So, meaning, let's say he shaves an armpit, a pubic area, something like that, and he uses a razor. So, is that a feminine action that he's doing to his body? And we're saying, no, it's not. He's not over on Los Silvash. Is that true? Someone who does that, he shaves with the hair from the armpit of pubic area, he gets malchus. So the Gemara says, no, 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 Habitar, the price is only talking about with a razor. It's only a feminine way when it's with a razor. Habitar is Marayim. Rav, that was allowing it, was talking about when it was with scissors. So basically, if scissors is not feminine, with a razor it is. Frank the Gemara, but didn't Rav say with a razor? Rav said you could do it with a razor. He explicitly said with a razor. So how could we say his statement's not talking about a razor? So the Gemara says, Ke'en razor. Ke'en tar. He meant only something that resembled the razor. He was saying using a scissors, but cutting it close to the skin. Using a scissors to do what a razor would do. So that is permitted. But if you're using actually, if you're actually using a razor, then in fact it is low silbash. That's what Rav was teaching. Now we're going to continue tomorrow with all these other opinions and thoughts on this discussion.